Welcome to Midnight Convos Podcast with your girl Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany. And make sure you email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. I'm feeling good tonight. I'm hoping that you guys are having a good night. It's almost here. We're almost close to the weekend. It's Thursday. And it feels good. There's a lot of things going on in the world. Football is on Thursday night football. So, so all the football fans, that's what's up. Thursday night football. So this is convo number six. Six. I can't believe we have six. Six convos. Five already completed. So if you have not checked out any of our podcasts, Make sure you go and check them out on SoundCloud right now. Not now, but right now. Or you can go to iTunes and check out our first three podcasts that's up. I'm going to put the rest up this weekend, but we got three on iTunes and all six will be on SoundCloud. And I need you to do me a solid favor. If you're digging Midnight Combos, I definitely need you to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That's the only way I can get this show growing. That's the only way I can get people to know about this beautiful, growing, buzzing podcast. Um, so many things that has happened this week that had me scratching my head. So many things that made me say, you know, we can only go up from here. You know, when you do so bad, we can only go up from here. And I got to start with our educators. And I'm going to start with this educator that's from New Jersey. And if you know me, Tiffany Cole, you know that I represent Jersey to the fullest. Born and raised in the Garden State. So it saddens me that I have to put this teacher on blast. Now, Mr. Reginald Lawrence is a high school teacher well, was a high school teacher at Willingboro High School in South Jersey. And this man is a science teacher. If you know anything about education, you know that math and science is a highly sought out position. If you are specialized in math and science, you have a job forever. Because not too many people can break down science. Not too many people can break down math equations. If you are a whiz in that field, you got a job for life. So let's go back to Mr. Lawrence. He was a high school teacher at Willingboro High. And his secret came out. His little dirty secret. You know, the things that we try to keep under the rug. It came out. It makes me so sad because what he did to the students was he took money from them. He took 15000 from these students. You know, when you think about throughout the year, what students do to raise money, they'd have different fundraisers. They're washing cars on the weekends. They're selling cakes. They're doing bake sales. Many different things to raise money for proms, trips, yearbooks, different committees things that they may sponsor in the school. And to know that they spent so much time and effort to raise this money. And this man who has the trust of his students just 
took advantage of it. Because this man had a gambling addiction, he abused his power. And in the span of two years, he stole $15,000 worth of these students' hard-earned, raised money. And I'm just disgusted by his action. If you have any type of addiction, go get help for that. Go get help for that. You know, there's Gambling Anonymous. There's different ways that you can get help. But why you got to steal from the kids? And who loses out? Because when you go back, when the kids are trying to go on that trip or lower, reduce the prices for different things that's going on in the school, whether the prom, they can't go to the bank because you just killed their bank. Now, what happens? They don't get what they deserve. Right. They have to go cheaper. They have to figure ways to raise money again. And it, it will all fall on the shoulders of their parents. So when you take from these students, the parents have to go behind your mess and replenish. That's sad. And this man was an educator for 17 years. So, you know, better, you know, better 15,000. 15K, that's not a lot of money. In the big scheme of things, it's really not a lot of money. So was it worth it? Was it really worth it losing your job? You are a tenured teacher. You are a professional and you are stealing money from students. I find you to be repulsive. I find you to be repulsive. And just to stay with bad educators, just to stick in the line of bad educators. Did you guys hear about the story surrounding another teacher, another male teacher in the Bronx? I mean, right across the bridge, right across the river in the Bronx, Kevin Pope got caught doing something that I would even rate more disgusting than Mr. Reginald Lawrence. Now, what Mr. Reginald Lawrence did is unexplainable. But what Mr. Pope did was just the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I just can't believe that this is actual reality. I can't believe that this actually happened. So if you haven't heard about this story, I'm going to break it down for you. So, Mr. Pope had some type of relationship with one of his students. Maybe he was a mentor to him. Maybe he tutored him. I don't really know the situation. I don't know the degree of their relationship. But they had some form of relationship. This student of his had a drug connect. And Mr. Pope, the teacher, wanted to buy marijuana. Now, maybe for his own usage. Maybe to sell. I don't know. I don't judge. All I know is that he wanted this student to hook him up with his connect so he can buy marijuana. So the young student, the minor, went to his drug connect to go purchase this marijuana. Mr. Pope gives him 4000 to buy marijuana. When this student goes to meet up with the connect, for whatever reason, the connect ante up on the money for whatever reason he changed 
the price of what he wanted. He now wanted seven thousand, right? The student only had four thousand in his pockets, so the drug dealer, the connect, wanted three thousand dollars more, which he didn't have. So that pretty much kind of killed the deal. He backs away from the deal. Listen, I got the funds. You know, this is a wrap. So the next day, Mr. Pope sees the student who was supposed to buy the weed for him. And he finds out that one, he doesn't have the marijuana, doesn't have the weed. And two, he wasn't given up the 4000 that Mr. Pope gave to him. So he was supposed to make the deal. Deal didn't go down and he was still trying to keep the money. What Mr. Pope did, he took matters into his own hand. He beats the shit out of his student. He beats this boy so bad that he had to have staples to close several deep wounds that he suffered from the hands of Mr. Pope, his teacher. To add injury to insult, Mr. Pope proceeds to rob the student. He robs him of his iPhone, of his necklace, and possibly the 4,000. So, you know you done fucked up. You know you done did wrong. Right? So he bounces. He leaves. But the fool had the audacity to come to school the next day as if it was all gravy. As if there would be no consequences to his action. He comes to school ready to teach. Sharp. Clean like a $2 bill. He comes to school looking clean. But no, no, no. You don't get away with things that easily. The boy alarmed the popo of what occurred. And the police were there in his classroom waiting for him. So they take him in. And the funny thing is there's a lot of outrage going on because they interviewed a lot of people that knew him, whether neighbors, family, friends, and everybody has so much good things to say about this man. Even the students that had him as a teacher could not believe it. They all were just in shock saying that Mr. Pope was a great teacher. He never had any shady business. He always did what he needed to do. He took many people under his wing. He was a great teacher. He was a great man, a great role model. But people didn't really know the shady side of Mr. Pope. And it's so unfortunate. In my mind, I just think, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, let's just say that you and this student had previously did a couple of drug deals. Previously, you know, had some drug transactions that went down. Why do you think that you can continue to do this? Why do you think that you can continue to do this and get away with it? Okay, I got away with it once. In the back of your mind, you got to start thinking, you know, this isn't right. I'm going to get caught. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to lose my teaching license. You should be thinking like this, right? We go to school, incur all this debt. To what? To lose our, our, our livelihood? To lose our license? To lose our ability to make funds? Everybody has bills to pay. Good luck trying to pay your bills without a J-O-B. Good luck with trying to pay your bills behind bars because that's where both of them are going. 
And it's sad because they're both, both male educators. And just think about it. We as parents not only look to our educators for direction and teaching our, our, our kids, you know, feeding their brains, but we look to them as role models to be models for our kids because the reality is some of these students don't have positive role models in their lives. And when you have male role models, male teachers that are doing good things and then you find out that it's a sham it's like damn and what are we teaching our students what are we teaching our young men okay we can do shady things because when you steal money from kids when you're making drug transactions with your students and only perpetuates what they see that men are shady they're grimy and that's unfair to these students. Very unfair. So I'm going to give these two dummies the biggest hee-haw, as Charlemagne would say. I just find it so repulsive. I just find it disgusting that we're doing this to our students. We're doing this to our kids. And the parents, the community, we're left to pick up the pieces. Very unfortunate. Listen, I need you to connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. I need you to follow me. I need you to follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and email me at midnightconvo247 at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'm really going to get back into interviewing. If you checked out my previous show on Block Talk Radio, you know that I did a lot of interviewing with authors and some R&B stars, upcoming singers. We had a few names on our show. And I really want to get back to that with the podcast. So I need your support. Make sure that you go to iTunes today, right now. And as always, you can check out the convos on SoundCloud. This is convo number six. Thank you for enjoying the ride. Thank you for coming along, tagging along with me as I just speak my mind, as I just say things that I want to say, right? There's no restrictions to what I want to talk about. I'm sipping on a little Moscato tonight. Just a little background information on this Moscato. It's called Afternoon Delight and I got a Groupon and it was $39.99 for a bottle of six, six different flavors, peach, mango, raspberry, strawberry, black cherry. I'm thinking I'm missing another one. I can't think of it off the top, but they had six different flavors and $40 for six wasn't bad, but I found a coupon that gave me $10 off, which really wasn't bad. But what they did, how they get you, they slick. They always going to get their money is you had to pay a separate fees for shipping which I wasn't really tripping off but then I had to pay tax on top of the shipping so with the shipping cost and the tax I damn near paid $25 for the shipping I could have went to the liquor store for that but I'm not gonna front it's pretty good real fruity so I'm bigging up this Groupon if you like Moscato Go check out the Groupon. It might be expiring soon. So it was the afternoon delight. And it's actually really, really good. All right. 
staying on the same vein, I kind of want to talk about this situation that happened in VA. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but Ryan Turk, he's a 14-year-old boy. He had a situation that went down at his school that I find, once again, rep repulsive. Can we, we say that word? Repulsive. These things should not happen. But I'm going to enlighten you. I'm going to talk about it. So this boy, Ryan Turks, 14-year-old black student, MVA, based on his family's income, he was already eligible for free lunch, right? This boy right now is being charged with stealing, and I use stealing with air quotation, a 65-cent container of milk. <laughs> a 65, I, I don't even know how you could steal a 65-cent container of milk when you are eligible for free milk but the story goes the young boy was in line at lunch and he got his lunch went back was seated he forgot his milk now think about this if you're a high school student you're doing a lot of different things you're, you're running your mouth you're talking to your boys you're talking to your girls you're trying to holler at girls you're trying to holler at boys you're doing so many different things recess and lunch that's your time to unwind decompress talk shit People can be mad about it, but this is what students do. This is what high school students do. This is what I did when I was a high school student. This is a part of life. Get over it. So the boy forgot his milk. So he got back up after he ate his lunch, got on the line and took a milk. And as he took the milk, the officer that was posted in the lunchroom grabbed him, grabbed him by his neck. And said, why are you getting this milk? What's wrong with you? What are you doing? You're stealing. Right? And the boy is like, get off me. Ryan's like, get off me. Get off me. Let me go. So the officer proceeds to, you know, grab him forcefully. Forcefully. Proceeds to grab a hold of him. Has him forcefully. And brings him to the principal's office. And he... Brings him to the off the office because he says that he stole the 65 cent container of milk and that he was being disorderly. I understand the officer being posted in a lunchroom. We know that in a high school, the lunchroom can be very chaotic during lunchtime. That's just how it is. A lot of different teenagers all together at once. It goes down. I get that. But instead of grabbing this young boy... Why couldn't he use his words, right? Why couldn't he ask him a question? Why couldn't he ask him, hey, what's going on? Are you entitled to a milk? What happened to your milk? I mean, in kindergarten, we learn to use our words. Use your words, officer. And it, it, it bothers me, it scares me that we go to force so quickly. Now, let's just say... That this young boy, Ryan Turk, actually had a milk already. That he went up to the lunch line and took, he actually stole a 65 cent container of milk. Taking a milk, does that warrant what he did? I look at this situation like, really? Really? You know, it's just taking a milk... Not even knowing the situation, not even knowing if he's entitled to it, if he dropped his milk. It can be a million reasons why this boy took a milk. And you just initially 
Just grab him. This is someone's child that you're grabbing forcefully. Right? Just because. Just because he's black. Just because he's young. I don't know. But the fact that you can't have a conversation with him blows my mind. And this is the reason why we have so much problem with law enforcement. This is the reason why it starts with young boys and it, it, it builds up to our our grown men, they have a disdain for law enforcement. They have a disdain for popos. They don't like them. They don't fuck with them, right? Because the crime or the lack of a crime doesn't match what you're doing to them. So this boy goes in line and takes a free milk that he's entitled to. And you, without knowing the situation, you, without knowing all the details, as a law enforcement Officer, you just grab him up forcefully. You grab him by the neck. Really? Really? Taxpayers are not paying the salaries of these officers to just forcefully beat on black men, minorities. That's that's not what we're paying you for. We're, we're paying you to protect and serve. Serve and protect. Right? I'm worried. It could have been my son. It could have been my son that went to go get a milk. And he's being grabbed up by an officer. And I will have a problem with it. You know why? Because it's not that serious. This situation could have been diffused in nanoseconds if he would have just spoke to this boy. Just had a dialogue with this boy. Right? His mother can buy him a milk. His father could buy him a milk. And this is a problem. We just go to force. We just go to force instead of using words. Sad. Unfortunate. And it just has to stop. It has to stop. Ryan Turk is the person that has to suffer. Now this boy is going to have his day in court, which he wants. His family wants. They want to have their day in court because they want to show the world, the courts, that this was unwarranted, that this is something that could have been avoided and good for them. So I will keep my eye and my ears tuned into this situation because I want to know how it plays out. All right. Make sure you connect with your girl on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you follow me and holler at me on Twitter, our queen Tiffany and Make sure you email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. We can hook this up, make it happen. If you haven't checked out any of our podcasts, the previous ones, make sure you run the SoundCloud and check it out. And I really, really, really need you to go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. Right? Run to iTunes right now. Subscribe, rate, and review. I need your help to grow my podcast. Thanks so much for all the support. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to talk about this John Bonet Ramsey series that they're having on CBS. Now, John Bonet Ramsey has been dead and gone for 20 years. This young girl was six when she was brutally murdered. And they always kind of had their eyes on the family. A lot of people at the time in the media thought that the brother had something to do with it. 
or the father has something to do with it. But neither have ever been charged with her murder. But after all these years, they're now trying to solve this case. And it's a three-part series. And it's just absolutely amazing to me that they're doing this. And to be honest with you, I'm all for it. I don't believe a cold case should stay cold. If you have different clues, if you know technology evolves and you can go back and retest things or or you may get a, a new lead or a new suspect about I'm all for it. Right? Every family deserves some type of closure. Every family deserves some type of justice. And if you can bring this family justice after all of these years, then that's a beautiful thing. But my thing is, what are we doing this for? Are we really doing this for the family? Or are we doing this for ratings? Because if you really want to solve the case of John Bonet Ramsey, you don't need to put this shit on TV. You would just get it done. You would just put feet to the ground or hit the pavement and try to solve the case. But after all of these years, now it's a three-part series, right? And what happens? You have commercials, and that makes money. That equals bank. And I know the the, the brother of John Bonet Ramsey, and I believe he was three years older than her at the time of the murder. He's having a an interview, a sit-down interview with Dr. Phil, and he talks about a lot of different things. So that should be interesting. I don't know if he got a check for doing it. I'm not sure. I don't know, but it's just amazing that after all these years, they're really trying to solve this case. And I would like for a lot of different cases to get solved. Back in the day, growing up in the hood, there were a lot of unsolved mysteries. There was a lot of people that you saw today and you didn't see next week. That just happened. That's just how it is in the hood. And over the years growing up, I've heard of different situations like that. So I would like for... You know, CBS to come into the hood and try to solve those cases as well. If you do that, I'm good. I'm happy. And on top of that, and I think the world would agree, we need to find out about who killed Biggie. I need to find out who killed Biggie. I need to find out who killed Pac. I need some answers. The world needs some answers. Now, the music, the legend of Biggie and Pac will live on forever. But how come after all these years, we are no closer to finding out who killed them? Like Biggie, let's start with Biggie. He was in L.A. He was at the after party of the Soul Train Awards. A lot of people were... A lot of people were around him. A lot of people were with him and no one saw shit. How can that be? How can that be possible? No one knows nothing. I haven't heard anything. It's a cold case. It's done. No one has told Miss Wallace anything that has put her closer to finding the killer of her son. Same thing with Pac. Pac was in Vegas. Pac was at a Mike Tyson fight in Vegas. Hundreds of thousands of people were there in attendance. You know the type of attendance that Mike Tyson fights would bring in his heyday? Ridiculous amount of people would come out. From the rich, the popular, the movie stars, rap stars, everybody came out to see a Tyson fight. And still, no one seen shit. So 
So how come we haven't had any series in regards to them? How come? I want to know. Trace that shit back. Go back to Vegas. Go back to Cali. Find out. There had to be somebody that seen something. So, unfortunately, that's down the drain. We're no closer to finding out who killed Biggie and Pac. That's a never-ending mystery. And if you can't find out who killed Biggie or Pac, can we at least find out who killed Big L? That's another hip-hop artist. He's not as popular as Biggie or Pop, but he still died tragically. He still, he still died from gun violence. And it's just amazing to me. You take out two of the best hip-hop artists of all time. You got Pac, who was an activist, he, who knew how to speak to people. He spoke to a generation of people. You had Biggie that was this black, ugly motherfucker that had women going crazy. He had so much charisma and style and grace. He had faith. He had Charlie Baltimore. He had Little Kim. He had girls galore. He had women all over the world going crazy for him. Fat, overweight, but styling grace. That was Biggie. And lyrically, bar from bar, just lyrical content. Most people say he's the best that ever did it. And we can't even find out who murdered two of the best MCs ever to touch, pick up a mic. How crazy is that? Kind of sad. Kind of. But we have a three-part series trying to find out who killed John Bonet Ramsey. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Make sure you connect with your girl on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holla at me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. I need you once again to go check out our previous convos on SoundCloud. Then I need you to run over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. I promise, I promise you won't be disappointed, right? And just to end the show, just to end the podcast on a little motivational level, um, Midnight Convos came about just because I wanted to have an outlet to talk about different things that was going on in the world. There's so many different things going on that there has to be a young person that can speak to the generation that we live in. There's so many different things going on, whether in pop culture, whether in politics, whether in sports, just everyday life. And to have an interesting perspective, you know, everyone has their own thoughts. Everyone has their opinions. We're not robots. So that's how Midnight Convos came about. Just me wanting to share my opinions, me wanting to share my views of what was going on in the world. And I encourage anyone that wants to do something that has passion for doing something to do it, whether you succeed or whether you fell, fall right on your face, at least you tried. And that is really all that matters because you're going to have haters, you're going to have naysayers that say that you can't do this, that don't believe in you. And the funny thing is you're going to have more people that don't believe in you that's in your family, that's in your circle. But you know what? While they're doubting your success, you just continue to do what you need to do to make it pop. Right, And as long as you enjoy what you do, 
whether two people, 200 or 2,000 people listen to your pod or listen to my pod, it's all good. I appreciate every single person that checked out my podcast, whether they liked it, they shared it, they checked it out. I appreciate it. I even I even appreciate the people that never gave my podcast a, ch- a chance. And those are the ones that are closest to me. I appreciate it because it gives me motivation to continue to do what I, I'm doing, to king, to continue to do what I love, my passion for sharing my thoughts, right? So whatever your passion is, seize it and do what you need to do to make yourself happy. With that being said, I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. In the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself. And this is just my convo.